Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello and welcome. It is another fabulous episode and show for Real Estate 360. And yes. this is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable. And I am Mr. Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. The real estate trainer. You know what? Uh, today, we are going to be talking about multifamily. Absolutely. I think that um, it's a, it's a, there's a lot going on in the commercial side of the industry today. There's a lot that people need to be aware of, especially underwriting these deals because of the drastic changes that are occurring. Yes. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for going to iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and the website, realestate360show.com. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's, it that's is right. the show.com. As well as Real Estate 360 on YouTube. And if you have subscribed to the podcast or something like that, please, by all means, go and do that and, and engage with us. Again, we like the engagement. We enjoy the engagement. We need the engagement. Engage. You know, today I, I wore my, you know, pinstripe suit with my kind of artsy tie. You I can know, dig it. I can dig white it. White shirt. Because we're talking about multifamily, you know, it's like, you know, it's a notch above, you know, we're just trying to move up in every way, which is what everybody's trying to do. We're all trying to move up, create better lives for ourselves. I mean, I don't care who you are, you know, even if you're Richard Branson, you're looking for ways to improve whatever it is you're doing. It's probably not money, maybe something else. Yeah. Because maintaining is dying. Yes, sir. You know, it's, it's, you're being stagnant when you maintain, you gotta, gotta keep on moving on up, moving on up. That's right. (laughs) Moving on up the ladder, baby. (laughs) You know, and it's different for all of us, but for us, you know, it was a matter of creating uh, mailbox money, if you will. You know, the the uh, passive income lifestyle. You know, as much as we love the hunting and gathering, if you will, the the finding the, the properties and putting together the transactions. I am partly Neanderthal, so I'm with you, you on the hunter-gather part there. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> that is, you know, that's a... F- that's a trip, man. That's yeah. like, uh, and I keep, I call it, you know, I go treasure hunting every day and, and it's a lot easier to find these treasures than, you know, digging in sand on some beach somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's for know. sure. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, we, we were looking at a new, ter- I was at a new territory that we're working in. Yeah. And, um, and I was, I had that same epiphany as I was walking down the beach. I was watching the guys, you know, with the metal detectors in the sand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, you know, what a what a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for for trinkets, you know what I mean? There's so much so much to do and so much to be had by treasure hunting in other ways. That's right. And yeah. and ours is real estate. That's what we're looking for. You know, it's a little bit of a mindset and and a and a kind of raise your head up a little bit and just look around and start to get a different perspective. And you will see opportunity absolutely everywhere. Right. Which reminds me, you know, I was cleaning the bathroom the other day. Mm. Yes, I clean my own bathroom. Mm. But there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, <laughs> I came up with a, I came up with an invention <laughs> idea. And I'm not even going to talk about it right now. But I'm just kind of pointing out that no matter what you're doing is you can come up with uh, opportunities and ideas 
I I Constantly. can't wait to hear the idea. What is this? Just like a just a, a like a waterproof bathroom, and you just no with a drain in the bottom of the floor. I'm gonna tell. Just... I'll tell you what the name of it is. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not too worried about anybody copying it. It's going to be called the bathtub mop. Okay, I can dig it. Yeah, I can. Dig Instead it. of getting down on your hands and knees, you know, you can stand up. I can dig it. So it's a mop. Sort of. For the bathtub. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. That's just the name. Our sound tech guy is like, his eyes are going left and right. Left and right. What the he's, hell? He's, he's trying to think, how, how are we going to sell that on QVC? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you should say that. The vision that came with that was Shark Tanking and Lori on, Q, uh, on QVC. That's, that's right. Yeah. All right, infomercial. Hey, they still have them. Anyway, so... <laughs> opportunities everywhere diamonds in your own backyard right. go get the book and um so but we want to talk about multi-family specifically yeah and and, and, and how do we evaluate those exactly how you know how do we look at them how do we determine if it's going to be a deal that we want to do is it uh or, or better known as the underwriting process but on the front side you know not lender underwriting deal underwriting you know as we talk about with our single family stuff you know we have basically an underwriting process. This just isn't, you know, it's a little more extensive, right? right? So we walk properties, we look at them, we determine what it's going to cost to renovate them, how much money we can make off of them. Uh, and that kind of determines in the single family world really quickly, if unity or not. Single family world? Exactly. Because we're in the multifamily world space today. That's right. That's right. That's right. And in the multifamily space, we have an underwriting process where we determine the value of a property, which is based on how much money it generates, how much money it costs to run it, and what kind of renovations are there, as well as any upside. Can we raise the rents? Can we do some, you know, improvements to the property, whether minor or major, to really, you know, boost that value, to give us the value that we really see for that property? And it's, ironically, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. You know, we say that about the single family stuff, but things are different in the single family world, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you might not be able to find a deal at 60 or 70 cents on the dollar in California or New York as we would here in the Southeast. Right. You know, so it has to be modified. The whole process has to be modified in the single family world. Well, in the multifamily space, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah, but. There aren't they a lot different in like New York City in terms of what they'll generate in terms of net income? Oh, absolutely. And the prices have got to be a lot higher. Absolutely. And that's a different strategy of acquiring real estate. I mean, if you're in any of the five boroughs and you're buying multifamily, specifically apartment buildings, right? Uh, you're probably not buying it for uh, immediate. <laughs> profit you know oh, okay you're probably buying it because it's going to give you some tax advantages that you need um maybe you're a super wealthy person and you've got a ton of money sitting over here mm -hmm. and you need to do something with it and you buy that property even though it's only earning you you know two or three percent a year if that right if that well you still have the cash flow and for a lot of those businesses the cash flow is something they can leverage to do the other things they want to do right you know, so there are different strategies, absolutely. But uh, for the vast majority of people, buying in New York and California right now is absolutely out of the question. Absolutely. I mean, it is just out of the It's just you're out of there. You know, I'd like to say a little bit about how 
I evaluate these properties? Yes, let's do that. Well, <laughs> you are like, you've got the program there and you're the number of crunchers guy. And, uh, and, and you really love that part of it. You know, <laughs> I can do it. I can operate an Excel spreadsheet. It's not a big deal. I can right. make Excel, Excel spreadsheets, you know, for that matter. You know, I can put the formulas in. I, I know how to do that. Yeah. It's, you know, but I, I really like just getting a quick overview of what it is that's available. Right. You know, the, the one that we flipped uh, earlier this year, you know, it was like 18 units for 450 yeah. you know, and yeah. it's cash flowing $8,000 a month. I don't need a calculator to yeah. figure this one out, you know. That's right. And so, I, and then I just found one I sent to you um, a couple of days ago up yep. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I'm looking at the pictures, you know. It's 80-something units. It's it's uh, the the seller owner is right and in the way it was written in the in the in the little email I got it, it said the seller is is looking at one point nine immediately offers immediately you know he's like okay I'll look at those yeah and he, no what they're saying is they they don't want to see anything less than one point nine and they're suggesting that it's going to go for two point one right somewhere in there and so I'm thinking okay so. Roughly two million for eighty something units, mm-hmm. generating four to five hundred dollars per apartment per month. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're, we're we're looking at one in uh, in Atlanta area here. This about eighty something units, mm-hmm. uh, generating about double that rent mm-hmm. a month, right? Nine hundred. Oh, you mean the last one we looked at? Cascade, one hundred and thirteen units. Yep, one hundred and thirteen yep. units. That's right. It is more units. I yep. forgot about yep. that. Slightly more units, slightly higher rent. Slightly higher rent, what so but <laughs> it's like four times that amount, it's and so that. I'm thinking, and that thing cash flows will will do really well for us, absolutely. So this one should be and no total no brainer. That's for sure. I'm looking at the pictures, and there's nothing to do except yeah. for buy it, yeah, and maybe adjust the rents, manage it, cash flow it, hold it. Sell it, and, and it's years. really in close proximity to a major market. Absolutely, you know. So, so those are good things. Those are things that we really, really look at. But listen, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you need to ask for when you're looking at a deal that Ooh. you should ask the seller for. That's a you great. Know, it's idea. a it's a it's a checklist of things that are are really really important. Now, depending on what you're buying. Sometimes some of these owners, they're not going to have most of this stuff. That's right. But if they're decent operators, you know, they're going to have all of it. But they know that you're serious when you ask for these things. And if they're slightly above slumlord operator, then they might have some of that. You're going to get something less. (laughs) Let's take a break. Yep. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. We do home renovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services. 
Hey, and we are back, uh, Real Estate 360. You know, from the show to the pro, that's, right. that's not us, that's you. And uh, that's why we're here, to give you as much real estate information as we possibly can. That's right. Our topic today is multifamily, and this is Jason O'Miles. He wants to talk about, hey, what do you need to know when you're buying a multifamily? That's right. So <laughs> you, you, one of the things you have to know is there's a lot of information that you have to gather. Now, depending on how this property is being operated currently, you know, is it a company that owns it? Is it a mom and pop operation? Is it a slumlord? You know, right. You know, there, there's all these different things, but you're going to, you're still going to ask for the same information. You know, you may get it all, you may not get it all, but you want to gather as much as you can possibly gather. And I want to give you a checklist. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, but I, I'm going to just give you really you some of the most whole thing. No, no, I'm not going to have time to go over all of it. Okay. But if someone does want the checklist, what do they have to do? Well, probably go to our website, which is realestate360show.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the contact button. You know, mm-hmm. that's the top right-hand corner. You know, you've seen it where the menu is. You pull down the menu, hit the contact button, and guess what? You'll be able to email us direct. That's right. And we'll send it to you if you want the checklist. So, you're going to start off by asking for the basics, right? You want your your rental agreements, your leases, right? You know, <clears throat> you're going to ask them for the leases. You want to see the the leases, the current leases that are in place. Now, more often than not, they don't have these things. Again, it depends on what it is you're buying, right? That's or right. from who you're buying it from. Actually, um, they may not have all those leases digitized and can email them to you right away. We got one property where they said, well, come on and you can come and copy them all. You know, (laughs) there's just a big drawer full of leases, you know. Yeah. Uh, Very few people are going to go through that trouble. But you want to know that the reason that you want to see those is because you want to know that those leases are real, that there are really people in, you know, unit two and three and four and five and so on and so forth, that they're just not fillers. Well, and just because they have a lease doesn't mean they're not fillers either. Exactly. It doesn't mean that those people are still there or they ever were there. Right. So you got to, but you got to really, you got to get that. Um, you want to ask for any contracts that vendors might have. For instance, um, some of these complexes will have contracts with a cable company. Uh, they'll have laundry service contracts, things like that. So you want to see if they have anything like that in place or if they have long-term uh, lawn care or, Pest you know, control. any of that stuff. Yeah. Right. You want to know what those contracts are. Maybe you can renegotiate them. Maybe you can get out of them if you know you can get a better deal. But you want to see what they're paying hmm. and what that is. So that's a very important thing. Uh, trailing three years certified operating statement. So that's called a T12, but the last three of three years, right? You want to see how much they paid for insurance, taxes, water, power, you know, security, renovation, you know, what their turns look like. I mean, there's a lot that goes into uh, that, really. Can I ask you, uh, going back, because we were just talking about the leases, the existing leases on the properties. Yes. Do you have on that list tenant applications? No, no, because you don't don't really want to look at all all that. I mean, this is going to be a lot of information and, you know, the app, the app. Oh, you mean just in terms of the uh, the evaluation of the property? Correct. Okay. Correct. You know, I'm getting ahead of it because I'm thinking I'd like to have tenant applications. 
now that we own this particular property. Right. You know. Yeah. You, you're generally, I mean, if there's an application, it'll be in the file for the people they gave a lease to. Generally. They, yeah, generally. They won't have records of all the other stuff if they're not operating uh, as efficiently as one might want them to, like like the software that we use, you know, and that other management companies use. It keeps track of those applicants right in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can rehash them and remarket to them if you want to. You know, you can retarget those people to see if they've got a place or just to keep them, keep them, keep you on their radar for, you know, future, future rental opportunities. So, right. but that, again, that's something that will generally occur a little bit later because you want to see what it's doing now and how it's doing. But if they give you their T12 and they're using the right types of software, uh, they're going to have a line item on there and, for fees and application fees are, are going to be there. So if they're collecting monies from that, however much it costs them, there there's a potential profit center there. Right. You know, so sometimes they're using services that, uh, you know, if they're charging $35 for an application fee, that's going to that service to do the background checks and the credit checks and all that great stuff. Sometimes it only costs them 15 or 20 bucks. And they're charging you the same thirty-five or forty or even fifty dollars. I've seen some charge as much as seventy-five dollars for the application fee, but it really all that depends on how much you're charging for rent as well. Yeah, and honestly, I would see that as an offset of other expenses. So if it's thirty-five dollars and you're paying fifteen, somebody has to do the work to put that information in and pull the background. So there's a labor expense there too, management labor expense. Not necessarily, because yeah. it depends on again how you operate. Now, depends on how you operate. That's right. Depends on how you have that structure. That's right. Because if if you're hiring management in right. terms of actual employees, then absolutely. You know, it's how much how much are you paying them a month or a week or biweekly, whatever that case is, or annually, because yeah. we look at it annually, and how much do we generate uh, from all these other sources of revenue to offset what we you know, what we're bringing in, right? Right, right? So if if you're using a management company, you know, they're generally not going to charge for the application fee in terms of an expense to them. If you're charging 35 bucks and it costs them 15 bucks, you made 20 bucks. Maybe they take their 6 7 8% of that. Maybe, maybe not. But generally there are whatever your agreement is, right, in terms of how much they get based on what they collect, the percentage, the management fee, uh, that'll generally be all they get. So it's just more profit for the company, for you, for the owners. If if you're taking in ten applications a month and it makes you 150 bucks a month, right? You know, it's not it's not a major amount of money, but it's eighteen hundred dollars a year. And if you and I are splitting that fifty fifty, sure, you know, it's it's a trip somewhere. If, if nothing else, <laughs> you know, it'll pay for somebody's broken window or you know, because that's going to happen, repair or something. Because that's going to happen. Yes. All right. So you also want to get uh, the current rent rolls. That's going along with uh, those T twelves. Any ledgers that they would have. Um, you know, receivable reports. But again, that would be on the the T12, but you ask for it separately just in case, because some people are running QuickBooks here and they've got, you know, a literal ledger book over here. And, you know, you you just never know how you're going to gather the information. And sometimes they'll have it in both both ways. Mm -hmm. And you can look at it and, and check for discrepancies. But really what you're looking for is the holes in their system that you can fix 
to profit on. That's why you're asking for all this stuff. Right. Right. Um, you're looking in the for the the gaps. That's right. Always looking for gaps Always. in anything, you know, in terms of uh, opportunity. Because that is the opportunity. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, current applicant screening criteria. Mm. So that's important so you know what you're getting into. Now, I know you've got some great stories. Yeah. Because sometimes. Recent, very recent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because, look, you know, you get into these things, and if they say, oh, yes, we're checking for, you know, sex abuse cases, uh, whatever kind of felonies and evictions, they can tell you anything, and they can put anything on paper to give to you. Really? Oh, I, oh yeah. But you, so you've got to really put your toes in the dirt and talk to the tenants because ultimately what happens, especially when you're doing a repositioning deal, meaning you're, you're buying something to do a lot of renovation, clean up the property, and create value through that process, uh, more often than not, you're going to run into Tenants that are are less than perfect. Well, yeah, and depending <laughs> on you know your socioeconomic uh, situation yeah. where your your units are, there'll be different percentages based on that. I yeah. think in yeah. terms of uh, how truthful they are to you, trust and verify. Right. That's right. And but you know there's there's nothing wrong with sitting down in front of a tenant and saying, "Do you have any dogs?" Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so. You've listed yourself and your children here. Are there any men that are going to be living in this apartment? Yeah, are there you any other <laughs> yeah you want to know if there are any other adults there. And, and, it, and it really does matter. Yeah. I mean, it truly matters for so many different reasons. Uh, we know that you know, people are going to have relationships, right? Sure. And some people's relationship criteria is different than others, right? So... Even though one person in that household has been approved to live there, the other one may not at all get approved. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. In any way. In some ways, it could be dangerous and detrimental to you, the property owner, by having someone, maybe they're a sex offender and they can't be around children. Right. Or they can't be in in certain, you know, in certain areas. And that's a real threat today. Maybe they're in a gang and they bring all their their people over there, you know, and hang out. Those are real threats, though. You know, those are real things that operators have to pay attention to. It's it's not a matter of just getting your property rented or that unit rented so it can produce income because you might be getting that X number of dollars per month that makes you look and feel stronger on paper. Right. But the problems that it could bring if you're not staying on top of it and operating correctly are going to be way more costly than the hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a month when you profit. bring in those kinds of problems exactly your right. cash flow goes down instead of up that's right let's that's get simple. back on this after the break okay Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D.
Here we go. Go say 360. And we're talking multi-family. That's right. Mr. Jason O'Miles, without the apostrophe, is uh, <laughs> right. going through what every operator needs to know. Yeah. You know, when they're collecting data to evaluate the purchase of a multifamily. That's right. And this is an abbreviated version, you know, because we're not going to have time to go through this entire checklist again. No. If, if you're listening to this and you want to get a copy of this checklist, just reach out to us at the website, which is realestate360show.com. It's the show. It's the show from the show to the pro. And we'll get that over to you. Just shoot us a message and we'll, we'll email the whole list over to you. But I'm going to kind of jump through a few things because we want to have our uh, our T12s, our trailing 12-month for, you know, turnovers, our trailing 12-month for um, mechanical contractor expenses. If you've got, you know, things that were done, you want to know what they've done. Right. Right? If the previous operator or the current operator, you don't want to know what kind of work they've done. If they tell you they upgraded the plumbing, show me that you upgraded the plumbing and, and be specific because depending on the building that you're buying or the year of the building – that's a big thing. It matters. Now, all these things here are, you know, relative and depending upon the purchase price of the property and the amount of data, those things might vary. In other words, if it's a real bargain because the guy has his rent roll on a napkin, right, you right. know, and he has no renovation uh, uh, documentation yeah, and you can, you can drive by the property, you know, at eight o'clock at night and there's a lot of people hanging out there yeah. that probably shouldn't be, <clears throat> you know, that's going to be a relative thing. You're not going to maybe collect as much data, but you might get a great price on a property. If you're in a position or you're in a mentality of being able to handle right. something like that, <clears throat> and a that's turnaround basically. For sure. And that's the thing about stuff like this. You know, when you ask for this documentation and they can, because there's a lot of things on this checklist. But when you ask for it, if they can't give it to you, if they can't give you anything that you've asked for, we had an operator once that literally we asked for all this information. He could give us nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. He, he refused to give us copies of any of the leases. One, you know, he gave them to the attorney, but he wouldn't give them to us. And it took weeks to go through the entire process because of that. Um, we asked for the rent roll and he literally wrote it down on a piece of paper and scanned it over to us. Yeah. And, we, right. and then we had to make sense of it cause we couldn't get the guy on the phone. Yeah. Uh, we asked for our renovations that were done and he gave us a list of things that he had done, but you're looking at the building and you're saying there's no possible way he did any of this. There's just no way that he did any of this. He may have paid somebody to do it, <laughs> but that's as far as it got. The man said he put new windows in one of the buildings, and all he did was take the old window panes from another building that was needing that needed full renovation, and put the broken you know take the broken part off the existing unit that they had renters in, and then went to the other building, took that piece off that other window, and put it over there. Keep in mind these windows have to be original to this property in, in the middle building and oh, yeah. the one I'm talking, oh, yeah. you know, these windows have to have been in there since 1966. No well, doubt. I mean, they, there's just no way at there's any a little point. metal frame, yeah. single pane, <laughs> I mean, it super is, cheap. It's yeah. wicked. I mean, this guy said he had revamped the HVAC systems and there were units. His idea of re 
of revamping them was, uh, I think, dusting off the AC compressors. There's a couple of the ones that, yeah. Well, there's a couple of the ones that are, are just single units, you know, and he probably pulled out the AC and put oh, yeah. in a heater AC. It's one unit in the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. That's right. And But that's what you got to deal with, right? Yeah, you so, put a fan in, you know, the living room, you know, right in, kind of in front of that heater yeah. thing. Shoot it to the hallway, and now you got central heat and air. Central heat and air. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and li- literally, that's how this guy was operating. That's it. I mean, he was literally operating in this way, and it was it was ugly. But uh, just a few other things that you know, it, it's really important to touch on. Uh, you want to know what their tax bills were. Um, uh, uh, details in their uh, current real estate tax. If they're appealing, if they have tax credits, things like that. Now, most of these operators, again, depending on the size, the quality of the property you're buying, most of them, especially if you're buying C-class buildings, they're just not going to have that. They're not even looking to save money like that because a lot of times they don't know they can. Right. Right. So there's that to contend with as well. Um, You want to know what payroll expenses are. You want to have an inventory of all the property on the premises, you know, what kind of furniture, appliances, you know, uh, we bought another property where we took inventory of everything, and then literally the day we closed, the operator ordered his property manager to take all those things out of there. That's that's illegal. <laughs> it is, but then you have to pick your battles. Do I want to fight this guy over a lawnmower? Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a printer, computer. You know, even though all the data we need is right on that computer, and we have to re-input it into another system, it's a lot easier to export it off. The point is, you know, do I want to go fight this guy for, you know, $600 worth of equipment or just leave well enough alone and keep it it moving? Because you're going to have petty things happen, you know? You know, and and the the reason that he sold that is because he was a small thinker. You know, obviously he's thinking about $600 worth of used equipment and – we're in there raising the rents and increasing the value to create hundreds of thousands of dollars in extra value in Correct. that property. And then you had a lady come out and, and almost weeping because she said, oh, you guys are really interested yeah. in having us yeah. live in a very, you know, in a nice place. Yeah, because these are communities. Yeah. You know, these aren't just dwellings. These are, these are communities. These people, people live there. That's right. And these people are dealing with each other on a daily basis, however minor or major it is. And they should be comfortable when they come home. They should not have to worry about their safety. They shouldn't have to worry about their doors being kicked in or, or bullets coming through their windows right. you know, or their car being stolen from the lot. They shouldn't have to worry about these things. you know. And a lot of what we do as operators, we're coming into January, so we'll have uh, the, you know, we'll have the, uh, the tax uh, truck come out there and offer their services to the folks because a lot of times they, they're not going to go oh, yes. over here to this tax place. So they're going to call whoever they can call, but creating an, a real community and a community mentality is going to help your property value because you're going to have people that actually take ownership of your property. You know, they're going to pick up the garbage when they see the garbage, you know, they're going to let you know when something is going on, you know, in the property that they don't like and they know that you don't like. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the garbage thing because, you know, we've got a really 
I've got a, I've got a real issue since I'm the manager down there. <laughs> uh, only only temporarily. Well, yeah. It, uh, let me talk. I'll, I'll talk about that for just a second. So we get this property and we hire management that we think is going to be pretty good and they can handle you know challenging situations because this property is really challenging. Is this okay if I do this now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just making sure. This is a <laughs> this is a story. So so these guys, I mean they. They handle mobile home parks. They handle, you know, the lower whatever uh, economic scale. And so we said, okay, these guys can probably handle this. Well, about six weeks, maybe two months into it, they they quit. They resigned because, it, you know, we had a couple of tenants that were just calling every day a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. And, and they were scared about old stuff that had already happened that these people were talking about. And they weren't even real issues now. And other things, so they they quit. So we hired another management company, and they lasted three weeks, approximately. Yeah, <laughs> three yeah. weeks, yeah. you know, in this place. Granted, we did have a couple of uh, teenagers that that had pistols, and they were you know like to shoot them, off, you know, shoot their pistols off at night and stuff. So I mean, it was a real challenging property. Let's yeah. let's yeah. give them the due. And so they quit, and then. So now we're, I'm, I'm looking at it, and then it was a few weeks, you know, into this, and I said, said to myself, oh, I'm the manager <laughs> of this now. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, okay. All right. I'm the manager. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, so I went down. I started knocking on doors and writing letters and stuff, and, and most of the people there were very belligerent. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. belligerent. And uh, – I was. Just, I ain't paying him. That's who ex- is he? <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't know who he is. I said, well, ma'am, the late the people that just resigned that realty company. My name is at the bottom there with my phone number right there. You can call it, and I've got my phone right here. I don't care. You know, you don't have anyway. Yeah, it was all like that, and uh, and and they said, well, we don't know who to pay, so we're not paying nobody. I said, okay. So and that's that's not everybody. There was right. a few that right. were. Okay, yes, sir. You know, I, I, I will pay you. So you're the new people. Yep, great. Here's here's your money. I want to stay here, but that was not the norm. It was more like ninety percent were. I'm not paying nothing. Yeah, yeah. But that that paperwork, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, the pen is absolutely mightier than the sword yeah. because all that for all of that negative energy for all of that nastiness that they were throwing out that venom. Yeah. The minute they get that letter that says, hey, here's what's going to happen if you don't do this by this day, some of them got some get right, and most of them didn't. And well, then let's they just were, say that most of them are calling me now. That's right. Saying, uh, Mr. Steve, <laughs> uh, what do I have to do <laughs> uh, right. to stay here? Because I don't want to get my stuff put out. That's right. I'd like to pay you. Can we work something out? Yes, absolutely. We just want reasonable people. That's all. That's exactly right. And yeah. and people have to people have to want to be there and they have to know that this is this is the process. Yes. And uh as long as we make that process known and clear, yeah. And of course we have to be available, then everything is going to be fine with the people because we only want the ones that we want. Right. And and we want to co- <laughs> I I'm seeing the opportunities there to kind of create a community if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the bigger issues that I have at the moment is people just dropping tr- garbage and trash off at the dumpsters you know sofas mattresses yeah, tires yeah. whatever and so i'm gonna i'm gonna go down and appoint a a, a, tra- a garbage squad yeah 
and get them to go out. Because that's the thing. And that'll all get cleaned up, you know, relatively quickly. But, hey, let's take a quick break and get back to this checklist. And we are back. Real Estate 360. Jason O'Miles, let's continue with your checklist. All right. So the the bottom line of all of this is, is really you have to ask for the information that's going to help you get to where you need. I like to ask for bank statements as well, mm. because if you're giving the rent roll, you're giving me the rent roll, uh, you're giving me leases, you're telling me that all these units are rented and maybe it's, you know, 92% occupied. Let's verify that with the bank statements. Yeah. Right. Let's verify that with the bank statements because you want it to be verified. You want to know that this dollar amount is actually coming in. And here's why. Yes. Because when you go to get financing, your lender is going to ask for that information. Right. Yes. They're going to verify. They're not going to take your word for it. That's right. And what they don't get, you pay for. Right. Meaning, yep, there might be three and a half percent interest rates out there. But if you can't give them but half the information that they're requesting about the property, you're probably going to be somewhere around the, you know, seven, seven and a half percent range. That's right. Depending on your credit and all that other stuff and your ability to operate these things, which a lot of people say, hey, well, that's not really that bad. And relatively speaking, it's not that bad. If you're comparing it to hard money, you know, it's, no. it's pretty soft. But if you're comparing right? it to three and a half percent, it's your pretty payments bad. are double. That's right. That's right. So the more information that you can gather, the better you can package that information for the lender and their underwriting process, the the easier it's going to be for you to acquire the loan and operate this property moving forward. Because there are so many things that you really need to ask for. I mean, just absolutely everything. One of the things I like to ask for also is maintenance records. Mm -hmm. You know, yep, you're telling me that you're doing this and you've got or that you've done these repairs and that you have people on staff, you're paying X number of dollars per year uh, for these folks. And uh, I want to know how you're, how you're handling those work orders. I want to know, right. You know, how long is it taking you to fix these? What kind of tenant complaints do we have? Do we have any, Yes. you know, we looked at one property, you know, they're paying this guy on paper, $48,000 $48,000 a year, and then there's another person they're paying $36,000 a year. So I'm looking at, you know, $80,000 and a little over $80,000 or $84,000. For what? Maintenance? Yeah, maintenance and maintenance guys and management, right? Wow. Plus they had a 7% management fee that was coming off of whatever the, you know, the take was. I call it the take. Who got because, that? You know, they, they got it. <laughs> The operator got the operators. The the operator got it because they were basically self managing. They had this guy here, but then there are this two guys. Right, you know, one of them was a part time guy who was not making thirty six thousand dollars a year. Another one, the full time guy, who they said was making forty eight thousand, was not making forty eight thousand dollars a year. When you actually look at the numbers, Mm. so you're saying to yourself, okay, I can I can hire this guy or someone equivalent to this guy, and save money. You know, I can put a guy over here for 36000 a single person, for $36,000, and then pay my property manager the 6 7 8%, and I'd be $48,000. To the good. Yeah. You know, to the good. But upon further review, 
you know, again, yes. you got to put your toes in the dirt. You have to walk the property. You have to talk to the tenants. You have to talk to the employees. Mm-hmm. You know, before they give you the keys, you want to know what's going on. Then I find out the guy's really not making that much money. Right. Now, what did that do for this operator in terms of running his expenses up? I don't know. Well, for the, for sale purposes, he pushed his value down. It, I'm thinking, why would he even do that? You He's know? probably trying to save money on taxes. Well, yeah. You know, but... You know, you're, you're, it's it's six in one, half dozen in the other. Where do you want to make your money? It's was what it boils down to. That might be his, that might be on his tax return. But if he's trying to sell this, why wouldn't he give you the real numbers and then that would push the value up on the sale of the property? Absolutely. And then he shows it and verifies it. Why would people do that? But you know what? <laughs> exactly that might right. be one of those gaps we've been talking. It's about. it's exactly one of those gaps. Yeah. And you find them all over the place and and. When you're underwriting these things, don't don't underestimate a ten or twenty five dollar increase in rent. Mm. You know that depending on the size of the building is equivalent to hundreds of thousands of dollars of value. What do you mean by hundreds. that? Can you explain that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's an equation. I'm not going to be able to go through it all. I'm just kind of brief overview. If you get a, pr- a property right now and you can go in there. You know that it's under market rent. You can go in there and maybe paint, clean the carpet, you know, just minor stuff, minor stuff. And you can take the rent from 500 to 550 that $50 extra. And let's say it's a 100-unit building, you know. That's 100 units paying you $50 extra every month. That's $5,000 a month. Wow. Right? Yeah. Now, that's if you got 100%, right? So, Let's just say you're 90% occupied. It's still $4,500 a month. Right. You know, that's close to $55,000 a year. That is significant money. That $55,000, just that little $50 bump, just that bump, Mm -hmm. just that $50 bump on a property like that, depending on how much you paid for it, what other things in the area are going for, that $55,000 a year that you just increased in annual income could be a, it's about a $300,000, $400,000 bump in value. Just that. So um, so we're talking $55,000, 50000 or so extra income that equates to how much in extra value? Anywhere between three and 400000 Three and 400000 Just in, Just in the value aspect side of it. So meaning if you bought that property, let's say, for a million bucks and you did that, you know, you could turn around and sell it once you've. Wouldn't you it know, be more than that? No, it wouldn't. Well, it, never mind. I'm doing the math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just an immediate value. Yes. You know, just an it. immediate value. I mean, a 30, 40% increase just from a $50 increase in, the, in your uh, monthly rent. Yeah. It's significant. Not to mention what else you might do to increase the value of that property, which, of course, increases the rent. Tons of things. Yeah. And, and it's all about the management and recognizing the, the opportunities where they're. There are opportunities to be had. That's, That's all. exactly right. And there's just, it's all kind of little tricks to the trade, just things that you can add to the property that give the perception of value. I mean, there is an actual value there, but it's the perception of value. Like one of the things that we do is put the uh, receptacles in there with the USB ports. Right. So you, outlets. Yeah. The yeah, electrical so outlets. The electrical outlets. And then you got two extra ports on there for the USB. Right. So, in today's world, a person with a regular outlet's got to get extension cords and right. stuff like this to plug everything in because we have to plug everything in now. You know, you've got your headphones, you've got your phone, 
you got your tablet, you know, you got your whatever. I mean, everybody's got all these gadgets, and it takes up a lot of, you know. USB ports. Yeah, so now you can plug six into the wall right there in the wall instead of having to get your extension cords out. Wow. You know, but those things are pointed out when you're leasing these places up. So whoever's showing the property says, oh, and by the way, in each bedroom, we have an outlet by the bed that has the USB ports, and we have one in the kitchen or at the breakfast bar for company. You know, those are things that don't Mm -hmm. cost, what do those things cost, six bucks? $7.50 direct from China. (laughs) Quite specific. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But just by spending that 30 bucks Mm -hmm. in each unit adds so much more value to the property and makes people want to really, really take care of it. They're like, oh, and they'll show it off. They'll show that off. Which is amazing. You know what I'm thinking to me? Now, you it's, know, it's you know what's really amazing to me? One of those apartment <laughs> buildings that we looked at, and they said, oh, these are the upgraded light fixtures. Yes. Now, I have never seen a situation where builder-grade light fixtures were an upgrade. Because how do you get less than builder-grade? I was wondering I mean, that. I, was, I mean, I can't say what I call those lights on, the, on, on air, but I don't really know what they're really called. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, they're just the dome lights. With the little center screw? Let's call them udders. Utter lights. <laughs> yeah, utter I mean, lights. they're utterly amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you but know, that was the upgrade. These were the upgraded units. They're brand new. <laughs> that was and amazing. that was the executive package, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Package? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. And that property sold for $8.3 million. Did it sell? Well, sure. it's supposed to close uh, so, on the 23rd. Oh, wow. On the 23rd. Wow. We missed yeah. that one. Well, you know, you can't listen. It's when you're competing with cash, right? Know, it's on tough. that level, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, you you've got someone that come, these these other the other offer the offer they accepted because we were second, as I understand. Were we? Yeah. So, but we got that far. I mean, we got up there. How can you beat a 14 day due diligence and a 15 day close? No, there's no way you can't. No. We, we were a little longer than that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We need a little more time. A little more time to raise and, the cash. Yeah, <laughs> and even though we build into our contracts, you know, an extension, even and, and that extension costs us. Yeah, it was something they were unwilling to do. Right, the sellers that is. Right. So, but but that's okay. It's all about taking the uncertainty out of an offer when you can make an offer and there's less questions in the seller's mind. Right about closing. Yeah, really. Just close. It's always about performance. That's it's right. always about performance. But we wouldn't have gotten that far into the process if if they didn't know that we could close. Absolutely. And the the plus the the, the thing about it is, listen, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You're going to lose some deals that you really wanted for one reason or another. But every deal you get, you're going to get exactly like you want to get. Yeah, that's right. You know, so you have to look at the other side of the coin there. And in and in order to have a percentage of wins. You have to have a percentage of losses. You That's know? right. That's right. If you, if you have zero, you know, where you don't get your contract accepted, that's probably because you didn't actually make any offers. That's exactly so, right. It's like I say all the time, you know, guys in the uh, in Major League Baseball right, are going yeah. to the Hall of Fame only hitting them 30% of the time. I mean, I mean, that's a lot in baseball. I get it. But that's that's not a lot. No, you know that's not not, the, not in the world of the business world where you can you can run around and easily hit ninety percent. Well, you, at least we'd like to. 
Yeah, <laughs> at least we like to. But listen, thank you everyone for uh, for listening or watching today. Make sure that you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, realestate360show.com, as well as YouTube, Real Estate 360. Thank you, guys. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. 